0: It's Trevor. It's Avery. It's Pat. It's the citywide special. The Philadelphia Flyers, that's the hockey team, will select seventh in the upcoming NHL draft as the criminal Chicago Blackhawks win the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. And former Flyer Keith Jones is expected to be announced as the new team president. How will this affect the Flyers' offseason plans? Is it time to initiate a tank? The Phillies continue their up-and-down season, finishing a two-game sweep of the Blue Jays, Royce Harper looks good in the week since his return, and Ranger Suarez is also expected back in the rotation soon. Jose Alvarado has been placed on the 15-day DL. I'm sorry, that's the IL. IL. <laughs> the IL. Yeah, sorry. Gotta be PC. PC here, yeah, to here, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the IL with elbow inflammation. The Eagles get a first look at their 2023 draft class at rookie minicamp as the NFL schedule begins to trickle out league has confirmed a christmas day matchup against a division rival new york giants but who cares about all that the sixers stun the crowd at td garden once again with Box a decisive ball. game five victory over the boston celtics perhaps the best playoff performance of the Joel Embiid era the sixers are now just one win away from punching their ticket to the eastern conference finals can they finish the job in six or can nothing ever be that easy all that and more coming up right now. How's it going, fellas?
1: Not too bad, man. You know, when you let off with the Flyers, I'm thinking, what the hell is this guy doing, man? The 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 least relevant of the four major teams. But uh, I understand the reason for that because you wanted to close with the Sixers and for good reason. I'm doing great. They have surprised me and uh, could close it out in six. Hopefully they do. And I'll be feeling even better on Thursday night if that's the case.
2: Feeling good, feeling optimistic. Finally, the sun came out in Philadelphia, so it feels real nice out here all week. Being able to sit outside and get some sun in, get some plants in the ground. But Sixers also added to that, too. It's nice to have a good week, start off with the Sixers win. Philly's on a little hot streak as well. But it feels good to be back. Yeah, I'm getting ready for summer, man. I ordered uh, I ordered some linen pants. I
0: got the oh. linen pants coming. Oh, I got you stylish? Ladies, some, watch yeah. out. Trevor's well, you know, on the loose. Yeah, well, you know, because... Uh, I mean, I've come around on shorts, but uh, you know, I'm not. I don't think the shorts at night is not a great is not a great look. You want to have the long pants at night, but you don't want jeans when it's hot. So it what's wrong cool with, with shorts at night? It's nothing wrong with it. I'm just saying linen it's is like,
2: breathable. I guess yeah, that's a good point. You, know, you yeah. can yeah. rock it when it's kinda want, warm you don't out.
0: Want, you don't want that head, those heavy jeans at that's night a good point. Then at night so when it like gets a little linen, bit you cold, can have the it's long like long pants in the warm weather. So I got that coming. I got I finally. Got, got some some of those no-show socks coming nice. so I can you know try uh, it's, it's been years of trying to figure out the uh the whole like you know summer uh, you know shoe like low yeah I get the low top shoes with the no show so, you know because I'm not I'm not a no sock guy I can't do the no sock I get blisters oh, We're talking no. ankles yeah. Exposed. yeah you're talking athletes
1: foot bro yeah, yeah I can't be doing that yeah. ankles exposed
2: I tried to do on. dude when I
0: went for my brother's like bachelor party or whatever last summer, I tried to do the... I, I was like, I'm going to be uh, cool and do the uh, the, the no-sock thing with mm. these shoes, and like I wanted to fucking die by the end of the no. night. I felt <laughs> awful. Then your it shoes
1: start stinking,
2: too. you know. What i, mean? the, like, up I never there. do that again. Yeah, mm. athlete's
1: mm. foot's ass. You ever had athlete's foot before? Fuck, it's all itchy and irritated.
2: Yeah. Uh, uh, probably had something like that.
1: Yeah, that's, that's the recipe for it. Sweating... We're not wearing no socks. A hot summer day. You're barking up the wrong tree there.
2: Especially in Philly, all that sweat, stank ass foot coming in. Uh uh-uh, uh. Yeah, no. that Philly <laughs> air, man. That Philly yeah, air yeah. quality
1: will get your feet.
2: You know. But now that. we're talking. Trevor linen pants, exposed yeah, linen dangles, pants, comfy yeah. feet. Yeah. Got yeah. the
0: shorts. Everything going. It's all. It's all. It's all coming together. But uh, love that for you. Yeah. But yeah, the Sixers, man. Um, so last time we recorded, that was af- just after game one. Oh wow. Uh, I, I believe so, yeah, that was yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, game yeah, two hasn't happened, happened yet. yet, yeah. So a lot, is, that a lot has happened since then. Uh, game two, Embiid comes back. Looks like about half, you know, we got about half of Embiid there. What you would expect. But it was a good game to have him come back, get his legs under him a little bit. Um, the Celtics beat us pretty decisively in that game, obviously.
1: What I'll say about that game, though, is that uh – the Celtics shot twenty one of fifty from three. So shot forty percent from forty one percent from three. Forty two percent, I'm sorry, forty two percent from three on fifty attempts. The Sixers shot six of thirty. So yes, they did win that game, but I think the, the the shooting variance also really favored them, which we'll get into to what happened last night, but
0: Yeah, then game three, uh Avery and I were at game three. Super pumped for that. It seemed like everything it was uh you know, Joe Embiid gets his M V P presentation. The vibes are immaculate. Uh, you know, those the before the game that, that presentation was pretty awesome. Um, you know, I think, uh, I think both of us maybe shed, shed a tear or two. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, we were when, there at his first the, game. Yeah, exactly. His we've first been, game ever. Yeah, yeah. We've been we've been there the whole time. And, yeah, the moment when, he's, when his uh, son ran up to him, that's what got me. I was like, damn, yo this is real.
1: What I'll say is uh, we were there with Dean, our uh, dear friend of the pod, and I leaned over to Dean and said, Embiid can't be crying this much, man. This is bad juju for the rest of the game. But – that aside, yeah, it was very emotional to see, you know, a guy that we've been there through the two torn, or not torn ACLs, the, the two foot injuries, his brother dying, the, the Sixers drafting him, Sixers tanking to draft him, and then to just watch him just become the MVP before our eyes was extremely emotional, and uh, sadly, the Sixers' performance did not live up to the moment there.
0: Yeah, huge letdown. Uh, I, mean, I feel like we had every, everything was, the stars were aligned for a big game, and they just laid a complete dud. That was uh, extremely disappointing. Just uh, the sec- that, at that point was the second really bad Harden game in a row. M- might have been the worst game I've ever seen Harden play in a Sixers uniform. I don't know. I mean, it was definitely up there.
1: Yeah, he turned back into Ben Simmons. Or I shouldn't say back into Ooh. Ben Simmons. He turned into Ben Simmons.
0: Yeah, he was. He just had no desire to shoot towards the end of the game. A uh, lot of sloppy passing in that game. Could not get any clean shots off. Just uh, ugly, ugly, ugly.
1: Yeah, I think uh, at, the end, at the end of that game, I remember very few times in my life being as upset about the Sixers as I was that night. They had... Uh, Giving out shirts to all attendees of the game. I remember we we're walking through the parking lot. I'm cursing a mile a minute, just screaming profanities at the top of my lungs. and I literally just chucked the shirt across the the parking lot. Yeah. Might have hit someone in the face. I don't even care, man. I was so upset. Yeah, it's a shirt. It's soft. <laughs> yeah. I still got mine here, man. I don't look, man. I'm not wasting the shirt. I can appreciate.
2: Maybe about could... to throw that shit right now. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm glad I have it we're now.
2: Emotionally driven games. It happens, you know. I mean, we saw clearly Eagle, Philly doesn't have a good track record with people that cry before a game, and it's okay. It happens. That's but, a good point. you know, you got Nick Sirianni crying before the Super Bowl <laughs> and that's how that worked out. But you knew it was going to be an emotionally driven game. You're back at home. You know, I think that if that's what had to happen for this little run skee we went on after that, I'll, I'll take that. I mean, it is emotional. The guy's got, you know. His whole life invested in this sport after almost giving it up. And he's given literally everything to this game and to this city. And he deserved that moment. Sucked that we couldn't get a win. But, you know, you're seeing that he he had to get that out of his system. You know what I mean? He got that out of his system that game. And as we've seen of late, he's been turning it around. Yeah, I mean, lately Embiid looks like, uh, I mean, if you're just watching the game,
0: didn't know any better. You wouldn't think that he had an injury. Um Mm -hmm especially last game I and mean, game three started looking pretty good and then last night just looked like Joel Embiid
1: yeah I think there was that moment at the end of game four where he was just exhausted and Horford of all people was schooling him defensively but uh aside from that he's looked spectacular other than uh game two I think Last night, you could really see that he got some lift on his jumper. We'll talk a little bit more about last night after we talk about game four a little bit. But uh, just the defensive plays that he was making. I think what's scary for Boston is they had their chance to beat us when, you know, we didn't have him in game one. They beat us when he was half himself in game two. They they had a chance to beat us in game four. They, they came back and had a five-point lead with two minutes left mm-hmm. and now here we are and looks better by the day and don't want to say the writings on the wall because anything could happen but it's not looking too great for him right now just but feels
2: good to see you know like like you said i mean every game you knew it's a shame that Embiid's career is kind of riddled with can he stay healthy <laughs> right can he stay healthy in the playoffs can he take this team up and you know to put that on a big man is a lot like I don't think there's a lot of other teams in the NBA that are like trusting that within their center which is huge to begin with I mean he's got the injury prones and things like that but it's like this is the first year that as uneasy as this series has been which we all knew was going to happen I don't think we've ever seen a playoff series where Embiid is progressing past an injury in a series we've always seen him like oh, man, can he get through it? Then he gets hurt again. If it's not the eye, it's a thumb. If it's not a thumb, it's a knee. It's an elbow, whatever it is. The shits. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he got whatever it may be. But it feels good to be able to see, you know, cautiously optimistic, obviously, as it is. But, you know, we, we're seeing a new Embiid, and it feels good. With the MVP past us now, he's got that on his on his uh, ledge he can put up, has uh, some hardware. But it just feels we're in a good place. Not quite comfortable yet, but it just feels nice to see Embiid being able to evolve even now.
1: So how much do you think of this mentality and the the evolution of Embiid can be attributed to P.J. Tucker? I know everyone's made a big deal about him just getting in people's faces. We can talk about Game 4 and that moment at the end of Game 4 where Embiid was gassed and Tucker made the layup, got the N1, then immediately started talking shit in Embiid's ear. How much of MB just realizing, yeah, I have to overcome this, is PJ Tucker just instilling that dog in him?
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like it has a lot to do with it. I mean, just the whole the way that um, this team has responded through this whole series. I mean, you know, I, I mean, especially that game four. That's that's a game that last year, the year before, they absolutely lose every fucking mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think PJ for all. I mean. It's wild, you know. Watching him the whole season, I remember people talking about like, "Oh my god, I cannot believe we're stuck with this contract. <laughs> mm-hmm. He looks awful. We've all He's said not giving us yeah, well, anything." Yeah, we, we have all <laughs> we well, all been yes. there. Everyone's we're, been there. We're like, like if you're if you're the one guy who's just been right about PJ this whole time, congrats. Good uh, for fucking you. You know, yeah. to take your roses or whatever. But, um, but it, the whole like narrative around him really has been proven true that like he is a guy who's making a difference in the playoffs. Who's Motivating everyone else, getting everyone else to, to to push harder than maybe they're used to. Um, yeah, I mean he's like the, the 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 motivational speaker of the team. I mean it's wild. Like when when else would there be a guy who's who's scoring like maybe three points a game? Who you're like, yeah, this guy. It's like he he could have a stat line that's just like no shots, no points a few rebounds
2: or whatever, and you're like, and we absolutely need him to win. <laughs> it's it's crazy. Can we reference the Ben Simmons era? I mean, honestly, it's not too far off that way. At least you get something out of P.J. Tucker. And we touched on this earlier today where it's like that, ve- that veteran presence really does mean a lot. And it's, you know, I feel like more so even in the NBA than any other professional league because there's so few on the court. And, you know, you get Harden's experience in there as a, you know, Previous MVP and, and a facilitator of the ball, a, a student of the game, PJ Tucker has that absolute dog on the court. Where, yeah, he gets guys to motivate and he does. He knows his role. He's not trying to do anything more than he is. And yeah, does he hit a couple threes here and there? Sure. Does he miss a lot? Definitely. But he knows that that's what his bag is. And if you know, Embiid came into this season. Maxi touched on it on an interview after that game uh, five we just had yesterday. Uh, you know, yesterday, and he said, "I knew coming into the training camp that." And just had a presence about him, that can only get you so far. You know he's been mm. there for so long that you know Embiid obviously wants to win in Philly. You hear that all the time, and that can get redundant. But you see teams across the league bringing other guys to help be that echo of that voice. And sometimes Embiid needs that smack in the face, and he's finally matured enough to be able to be like, yeah, I'm I'm that guy. I'm the MVP, and he has to start playing like the MVP in these moments. And PJ Tucker's getting it out of him.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, certainly some of it is Embiid's natural maturation, but having someone to really just, you know, just get in his ear when he's not playing so well and just remind him of who he is has paid off. I think PJ Tucker's earned his contract, mm-hmm. um, regardless of what yeah. happens with this playoff run, regardless of what happens in this series, we've seen it pay at least some dividends and hopefully it leads us to, to bigger and better things after this series, um, just thinking of what comes next in this series, what do you guys think of Game 6?
2: I'm where I was for Game 5. I mean, even when we were up by 21, and I was still sitting there like, God, like there's five minutes left. Who knows what could happen here? I feel cautiously optimistic again. I mean, we're coming into a home game, underdogs, which as Philadelphia playoff history across the board has shown, usually favors us that way. And I think that with Embiid progressively getting healthier and healthier and playing like the MVP, I feel the best I've felt, I think, going into a game against Boston this series. I'll just say that.
0: Yeah. I mean, we've been, I think the only game we were favorites in was game four. We were like, I think the line closed Philly minus one, which they won by uh, exactly one point. (laughs) Congrats to Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, they, They know what they're talking about, but. Last night, it was Boston minus seven and a half. We ended up winning decisively. And I believe right now it's uh, Boston minus two going into game six. Mm -hmm. So, like, yeah, I'll take that. Um, Yeah, I mean, I don't know where I am, like, confidence-wise. But it it does feel like we're set up as best as we can. Like, um, just because I feel like Boston has kind of been beaten down a little bit. They don't really see – You know, uh, as cliche as it sounds at this point, it, that Boston does not have the dog in them. They don't. If they really don't. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, their dog's Al Horford, who's shimmying like a bitch. Yeah, they ain't got no fucking
2: like, dog in them. Mm-mm. Yeah,
0: they just like don't really seem to to have that drive. I don't know. I mean, these all sound like cliche bullshit stuff. Even but, like, their really shirts cliche.
2: Unfinished business, my ass. They're not playing like there's unfinished business. They're playing like they hit the fucking peak last year and they're like a, you know, the defending champs.
1: Yeah, their their worst shirt was what? Cuss cries, see us rise, and it looked like it just said "cuss cries." Yeah, what the hell is they've going been, on? You know what
0: else they've been fucking up is they keep wearing those like uh, alternate unis that look like the Bucks uniforms. the weird like dark they're, green. Like, dark green. Oh yeah, and it's like it's so weird because it's like you know whatever you want to say about the Celtics, they are like a classic team that have like a classic color and like their normal uniforms, like they're pretty good uniforms. I don't know why the hell you're not just. Using you know going with the uh, you know the trusted uh, traditional yeah, stuff going the with playoffs. the old baby
2: shit color it's like come on now which yeah. I don't give a fuck whatever <laughs> yeah that yeah, I mean, jersey is reminiscent of how ugly as shit their fans are too so it's like it's fine yeah. oh it's I fine. love
0: dude at the end of that game seeing all those shots of the this the dejected yo incredible but the, the the fans just filing out that's always great to see and then at the end just all the the sad faces that's just Jeff Kisses right there. I love it. Don't change,
2: Boston.
1: Yeah, I think it's funny, right? Philly, obviously, we boo our players. We know that. When they play bad, we boo. When they play at least halfway decent, though, we cheer. Every time in that game last night, you're watching that game, you're seeing Boston cut it to, to 12, to 10, to 9. And the fans aren't reacting. Mm-mm. They, they, they booed when they got back down 12 to 14, but it's like, man— you can't be a fair-weather fan and only be excited when your team's winning. If they're fighting, you need to be the act you need to be that sixth man on the court to get them over the top. And those fans just continue to sit there and be ugly and sad and angry and probably racist. And uh You know they're thinking some thoughts. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Definitely. Man. They, they absolutely were. It, it's Boston after all. But uh
2: That's just a sign of some sorry-ass fan base of winning too goddamn much. Like, they don't understand that, like, you just have to be appreciative that you're even here in this moment. We're like, yeah, if we're down by 15 in Philly, are we going to boo the Sixers? 100%. However, even if we do foul the other team and it's a hard foul, we're cheering for that shit. At least it shows some kind of effort somewhere. Like, something's happening. They were booing around the clock. Then they start leaving, and they're just ugly as shit, and they're all just looking sorry as fuck, like, I don't feel bad for that fan base at all, but I will say, their fans have no ounce of fight, and their players felt that, and they gave the fuck up.
0: Yeah, and I mean, speaking of keeping their keeping the crowd out of it, it really it felt like I was watching the exact inverse of Game Three, Mm because Game Three, like it was, you know, Boston obviously had the edge the whole game, and there was those moments where like the Sixers would maybe hit a big three, get like a turnover, go on like a little like four point five point six point run. And then immediately Boston comes back and just mm-hmm. hits a three, hammers us right in the face, and it just all just goes flat. And that's what I feel like we were doing to them last night. It was, there was a you know a few moments where it's like they have a little bit of a run, they cut the lead down to like 10, 9, something like that, and then we just came right back and had an answer for it every single time. So it just kept their crowd out of it, which was huge.
1: Yeah, there were a couple times where Embiid would come back and hit his patented mid-range jumper where he'd get fouled. Him and Harden get fouled and shoot a couple free throws. And then the second half, it was just maxi going off, hitting these dagger threes Beautiful. after yeah, dagger three.
2: I finally had a maxi game. There was such a big moment. I mean, I, don't, I never saw him a a crowd like that. That shit was great. Yeah, yeah was they, I forget who hit the three for Boston. They The crowd got activated. Like, oh, they cut it down by 12. I it was by Tatum. I'm Tatum. pretty sure it was Tatum. Yeah. Right away. Bang and beat passed it out to Maxie, Shut them right up. And Maxie did a little, a small. It wasn't as you know animated, but he was like, "Hell yeah, man! Shut up, everybody!" But the, the team played with swag. They all had that dog in them on the Sixers. It was just an all-around amazing, amazing effort. Which honestly, I had, I did not expect them to do that at all. Not to win that way in Boston.
0: No, yeah, I mean you're thinking it was probably just going to be another, like. Let's see if we can eek one out. Let's see if we can steal one. Either and,
2: a dogfight or a blowout by Boston. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, man, we either get our ass beat or we're gonna like maybe, you know, skeet by and get a win here. Not not the way that we did that.
1: Well, I thought we were gonna come on this pod two days ago. I thought we were gonna come on this pod and start looking towards the off season. That's exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's I was starting what I was to figure. For.
2: I was
0: like, we're we gonna be talking about uh, is Harden gonna walk? Is uh, you know, would you? Or should they keep it together? Should they blow it up and start over? Would you Is trade, Ma- you know, trade Maxi yeah. for Dame Lillard? That kind of shit, yeah. like, <laughs> you know. But um, yeah, uh, they have turned it around in uh, a way that I did not expect, and it's pretty awesome to see. Um, we're finally the <laughs> the other team. That's not, you know. I mean, I mean, I was literally like talking to a friend the other day about how like um, you know, uh, on the one hand. You know We're definitely at a disadvantage here. It's Boston. They're a better team, blah, blah, blah. But it's like maybe this is the year where they're the Sixers and we're the Hawks. You know right. what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. Maybe this is the year that we're, we're the guys that pull off the, the underdog upset or whatever
2: and, and destroy their fans and make them feel terrible. I mean, first time in the Embiid era that they've won a game five in the second round. That's what it was. Not just as a franchise, but just in the Embiid era. I mean, Yeah, it hasn't happened since Iverson. You were saying, uh, right.
0: yeah, against the Raptors. Yeah, when he's dropped 52 Curry. the day he mm-hmm. won MVP. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: You know, I mean, crazy. the potential for a really memorable moment in the Embiid era, especially Embiid playoff era, is upon us with tomorrow. Not only in the second round to get out of that, which would be huge for Embiid, but to do it against Boston would just be a cherry on top.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think uh, before we look ahead, of, or I guess I started the conversation, look ahead tomorrow to tomorrow, but a couple of things I wanted to talk about, about last night was the Dan House game, man. Yeah. Daniel House, Whose house dude. Is this? Daniel
0: House. Damn. I always think that because his first name has the U I always think that his last name should be spelled A-A or H-A-U-S like like house the house <laughs> like <laughs> German style <laughs> yeah. uh, you know the goth punk like a goth like Bauhaus like the the
2: goth punk band you know <laughs> I mean played his ass off last night he came out of nowhere to start I mean he what he had 10 points too right just yeah. about yeah 10 points on five of five yeah. shooting couple I mean, boards he was doing really
0: well was um which some that I feel like this team has somehow just been bad at all year was making these uh these quick transition layups mm-hmm. like outside of maxley like it seems like no one on this team can Yeah he do was that. hooping, man I mean it's like I've seen uh, uh Melton like fucked those up so many times. He's usually the guy who, like comes up with that steal and it's going down the court, and then he just yep. cannot make that layup. He had he did have one last uh, last night, which was kind of funny. Like he was going, and I'm like, don't jump yet, don't. And he like stopped and let uh I forget yep. what it was, just like blow by him, and then just kind of oh, put yeah, it up yeah, really yeah. softly. Yep. I was like,
2: because like he's, he just like he fucked did. those up so many times. Little right? mm-hmm. house. The only thing I will say that is weird. He's a righty, I think. Yeah, and like there's been there were a couple times where like he would take it to the rack and then like go with his left, but then had to be like shit. I don't trust my yeah, left. Yeah, he had and some weird back to the finishes. Right. Yeah. yeah, I mean yeah. I'll take a, it.
0: But he had yeah, he had some like euro steps. Some that nice, euro like, step had me. He was able to drive to the net really good. It was pretty wild. That's, um, yeah.
1: I think that just speaks to um, our boy Doc man. Yeah, uh, Doc Rivers coming. I've, through. I've been Doc Rivers very much not a Doc <laughs> fan probably since the day he was hired, but. He's really coached his ass off in this series. Missoula has kind of looked like a deer in headlights in the moment, whereas Doc has looked like the proven veteran that probably knows if he doesn't get out of the second round. His ass is fired. He knows. But also for the sake of these players and for the sake of just his own legacy, yeah, he wants to make it out of the second round. He wants to win again, and he's really coached like it.
0: Yeah, I know. And when he was asked about the usage of house, he pretty much just said, I just had a gut feeling, and I decided to go with my gut, which is – you know, spoken like a man who knows that this is this is it. Like, I got to get <laughs> <Yeah>. this done. <laughs> and, like, so, you know, that if I, a just have, a, if I have a good feeling, I'm just getting, fuck it, I'm going with it, and yeah. it's worked. Whereas, dude, Missoula, this quote from Missoula from last night, he said uh, during his press conference, he said, I thought we had intentions of really wanting to win. He don't got that That all is no. all. That no, that's a bitch-ass response right there. Yeah, that is not a man who uh,
2: you want coaching uh, an elimination game you know with arguably the I mean yeah Sixers are great but on paper the better team Boston's a better team I mean if you go to locker room your coach says yeah I thought we really were going to win that game well what or or he had
1: he had remorse after game four saying yeah you know I should have called that timeout it's like damn dude Boston fans have been ragging on you all year for not calling timeouts you just now realize that right. in game four of the conference semifinals?
2: Speaking of timeouts, and that's what I was, I was saying earlier with you, Avery. Fucking Andy Reid over there. Oh, my God. Well, then he would <laughs> use get, them. At, oh, man, God, don't, God, don't get us started. Start of it. Oh, oh, geez. Yeah, timeouts in Philly. Get the fuck. But, there, you know, there was a time at the game where, like, you know, Embiid, Harden would take the ball. He'd go into the paint. They swarm his ass. He dishes it out to Embiid. Four or five times in a row, Embiid's knocking them down left and right. Zulu didn't take anything. It was Doc that called the timeout. We could have done that shit all day. Yeah. It was like, I, how as a fan sitting there drinking a beer a little bit high on some edibles, I'm like, man, I would call a timeout right now if I'm Boston. And it was Philly. I'm like, oh. When it first came through, I'm like, nice. Boston finally tried to stop the bleeding. No, it was Doc. He's just not a smart coach.
1: Yeah, I think he, the, the moment's too big for him. Um, uh, looking ahead to, to game six now, I think feel pretty good about the Sixers' chances just because I don't know what else Missoula can do to to really sort of adjust to what the Sixers are doing. Um, They they get a little technical here, but not super technical. But Game 1 and Game 4, when Harden had the 40-plus games, they played their their centers and drop on pick and roll. Harden just tortures them with threes Mm -hmm. in mid-range. Games 2 and 3... Game three, they definitely still play drop. Harden was just on some bullshit in game three. Game two, they kind of adjusted their coverage a little bit. But last night, they, they abandoned the drop. And, um, damn, just lost my train of thought. That's bad podcasting. Game, <laughs> they, they, what they did. Get it oh, together. Oh, no, 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 you no, no. He got so no. technical, fucked himself up. <laughs> they, they iced the pick and roll. So that kind of means that they bring someone up to the level of the screen and almost sort of double team Harden. What that does is set him and Embiid up mm-hmm. for their bread and butter, which is that pick and roll pocket pass into a mid range jumper. So you can't really go under the screen; Harden's going to bury you with threes. You can't play drop; he'll bury you with mid range. You can't ice the pick and roll; Embiid's going to kill you.
2: And if they don't, if they cover Embiid, Max will be wide open for a three. Yeah, which we saw I that mean, a lot last night it, too. It's a well oiled machine. And like you said, you know, Harden did what he had to do. That's what you pay the man to do. He gave us a couple 40-point games in the playoffs against arguably the bane of our existence in the playoffs in recent years in Boston. But now you get Embiid coming back healthier every time he plays. The brace is off. I'm ready for him to drop 40 points I'm ready for him to drop 50 fucking points on this team. I'm ready for him to go absolutely fucking nuts and just... Demolish him. Dude, how
1: crazy would that be for his legacy to win a game six, a closeout game, he drops 40, 15, and 5.
2: Are we marking and it down right now?
1: Hey, you're the one with predictions oh. with Pat, man. That's you, yo. Know. You said
0: you said sixers and six,
2: right? I did say sixers yeah. and six. Oh, shit. so alive. But it's <laughs> here. You did I, say that. Listen, I'm not if it happens here, I'm man, I gotta start playing the lottery or something. I don't know. But you know, it's just Cautiously yeah. optimistic. We're going to have a new segment <laughs> called
0: uh, Stock Tips with Pat. Yeah. Investment advice. Damn. Yeah, maybe you
2: could
1: bring back crypto by yourself, man. Yeah. You could save the crypto industry.
2: Damn. But, you know, I mean, anything's possible. Like I said, I think we just keep going in. cautiously optimistic. It's a good sign. The team's been gelling. I mean, from top to bottom, from coaching to bench players have been looking good. It's great that we get to see the downfall of Boston, not only with their hockey team, but now, again, you could have had one of the highest scoring teams in the NBA. You know, they set a franchise record, highest scoring team in franchise history and potentially could get knocked out right now in the second round. High hopes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. We got to keep our expectations tempered a little bit, but we feeling good though.
0: Feeling better. What do you guys make of Harden through this series? It's kind of been a, a tale of two Hardens, right? I mean, he's, you know, goes off like crazy for two games, has two terrible games. And then I feel like, he last was night. good. He
1: was good last night.
0: No, yeah, last night I feel like it kind of stabilized, and he was like the, kind of the Harden you saw through most of the regular season, just solid, doing
2: like facilitating twenty five and ten, you know, something like that. Yeah, That's I think cool. how many points he ended up with? Like, like eight. Uh, no, I think it was eighteen, points 18 or something and 10. Like that. ten. But it yeah. it
1: was a really solid eighteen and ten. It was efficient. He only took eight shots. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Scored, he scored eighteen he points. Like These amount of right. free throws he had too. A couple. Yeah, fouls he was getting to the line. He was being aggressive. He was just was being. What's the word? He's being cautious with his aggression, I guess. He wasn't just throwing caution into the wind. But like not he hesitating. Was. Yeah.
2: I feel like the games that he was playing like shit, there was a clear, oh, game three, he was clear sign of hesitation, which is like, you just went off. Why? What are you afraid of? I think that Harden, this series, if anything else, or playoffs in general, is what we got. I mean, that's who we paid for. He's not going to give you a 45 every game. He's going to be hot and cold. I mean, the guy's a savvy vet. He's not the averaging 40 points a game like he was back, you know, four or five years ago. But he has that potential still to catch lightning and be absolutely nuts. And I think that as long as he realizes some nights that he either is there or isn't there and just loses that hesitation mode, no one's stopping us. Yeah. If he facilitates the ball with conviction like he did last game, get you to 18 points, Maybe gets draws a couple fouls shooting a three, so he gets them three free, you know, three free throws. That's all right. When he starts hesitating and the pat, you can see in the first quarter, passes are off. His shot is weird. He's like he's going into the paint and throwing it out to fucking Tobias, who's not even looking for the ball. Like last night looked great. I think all around, I think Harden's given us a very good playoff performance. Yeah, I
1: think if this is who he is at this point, I can certainly live with it. Obviously, we'll need to see how the rest of this playoff run goes and what happens. Obviously, way too early to call us winning a championship, but in the event that does happen, I think he's gone. But if we don't make it, uh, not to steal a a phrase from the Celtics, but we got some unfinished business, (laughs) and I would welcome him back as long as, you know, he's capable of a 30- or 40-point outburst, but a 20- and 10-game is still really sort of his average.
0: Yeah, so... Looking at game six, very maybe 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 one of the most important questions about this game, who will be the bell ringer? We had um, game three, Jason Kelsey Hell yeah, that was awesome and then the sixers played like shit game four, Wanda Sykes, they hmm. eke out the overtime win, so there's a lot of theories behind this uh, you know some people say that we should go with someone very obscure, you know, not go with the obvious, uh, you know, sports celebrities of, of Philly and all that. Where do you guys land on this?
1: I think it's going to have to be a sports celebrity, probably someone that's won a big game before. Um, before we were recording, we were talking off air, and I said I wouldn't be surprised if it was a Jimmy Rounds or a Ryan Howard. Certainly be cool, but uh, I don't know if those guys are in town. I don't know what they're up to these days.
2: I got a great one right here. We're talking. Bring back that motherfucker Jim Garner up in here. Come on now. That'd be
0: great. Retired. That would be sick. Coming up in here. Closer to the world you see.
2: Come on now, bring that man up in here. Let him bring that back. He's retired. That'd be great.
0: Yeah, I just like people want like it's kind of like a, a something out of left field something obscure. I saw I saw some people on Twitter talking about the uh, rotisserie chicken guy, which I oh. I don't know. I'm not into that. Yeah, I don't he like that idea. You not deserve that. That's like I think a I feel niche, like that's bell it's too it's like him. internet meme. Uh-uh. Like I feel like you're you're inviting some bad vibes. My man, had his that. fun? Fuck that guy. I don't, I don't I'm not like anti chicken guy, but it's like enough
1: already with the chicken. All he did was eat some chicken, man. Yeah, Jim Gardner enough. did that the news for 40 years. is that dog
0: Jimmy Rollins and Ryan Howard won a a World Series you know who else else I thought would be really good is uh, the guy (laughs) they would have to like track him down and find him but the guy who was in that uh, famous news segment where the building's on fire and he's like the kids were jumping out and we were catching him unlike Aguilar (laughs) that guy they could find his ass he was a fireman before they'll find him I'm sure they could find him dude that place would go insane if he came out and rang the bell
1: damn or, uh, we're talking about the fightings here. That guy.
2: Oh, yeah, the yeah, a Good one. Zen. Could Any bring back him. Brian Dawkins could bring him. But, again, doesn't have to be an eagle. But he would to get the crowd fucking rolling.
0: Some people say that, like, it's better, you know, when you have, like, the very popular, well-liked, famous uh, bell ringers, we tend to underperform. And when you have really shitty ones... We tend to do very well. Fuck Maybe it. we need the, think the chicken guy then. Ben Simmons, baby. Well, <laughs> Hell no. Okay, okay, okay. Or well, or um, what, if, what if we just go real bad? What if we? What if we? What if we bring back the? Uh, I don't know where this guy is right now, but what about the uh, the Swiss cheese pervert? <laughs> oh
1: man. Hopefully he's locked up
0: or the dead Swiss somewhere. Opens
2: up his trench coat. You're like, oh, what the, the Swiss fuck? cheese pervert?
0: Um, Accompanied by Jared Fogle. <laughs> Good God! Damn, you're trying Look, to get
1: this canceled again, aren't you? Bit,
0: like uh, <laughs> fucking <laughs> fucking Josh Harris busts him out of prison and uh, and helicopters him in like like Meek Mill. <laughs> 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 trying try to trying to get the crowd pumped up, everyone's whole, like everyone's like what? A whole new <laughs> mini to hold up. Wait a minute! Oh yeah. no!
1: Mm-hmm. No, nah, that. Mm.
2: <laughs> I think Could it's you that imagine? dude Jim Garner. I'm telling you right now, Jim Garner's good. good. I think right. that should be a who would not be pumped up for that shit. Oh, I'd be stoked, yo. They got the song coming on. I can hear the news coming on right now.
1: Yo, he comes out to the action news theme.
2: Oh my god, come on. You kidding me? Bum 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 da <laughs> comes out, fucking come on, rings that bell that's a guaranteed dub right there. Yeah,
0: there was a guy who was like the the arena DJ for the Flyers for a year or two. Had this really awesome uh, remix. Oh, reaction. I knew you were theme, talking about yeah, that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Jim Gardner's a good one. Uh, the uh, catching them on like Aguilar, that's a good one.
2: That I mean, they could find that guy in a heartbeat. That, like a lot of options. I don't know
0: who's I don't know who's in charge of this, but. They should be listening always to this. Men's spy. always a yeah, good one. They you
2: got to figure You got to think of like a good like Philadelphia general lot like it has to get everybody excited about it. Like obviously that's why they go to like the Phillies or the Eagles or the you know, Flyers whatever, but they go to like people that everybody can get on with. Jim Garner won. Again, shout out. Maybe he'll be on the podcast someday. Um, if
1: Jim, if you're listening anytime, bro.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, open invitation. Open just in case, who knows, he might be on there. Um, but it's got to be someone that really gets everybody involved. We're talking boys to men, we're talking.
1: Yo, Questlove, man. Questlove could quest be a good one. There. Get the roots out yeah, there. Yeah,
0: it's not a bad one.
1: Mhm.
0: He's not doing anything right now because of the uh all the shows are shut down. The writers' right? strike. Yeah, yeah you know, he's, he's he's in, in
1: town, not man. Know Jimmy Fallon shows. He might be able to make a quick buck ringing the bell.
2: I'd be into
0: it. Yeah, well, I guess, I don't know, is that about it for the Sixers? We got anything else to add? Fuck Boston, that's all we got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck Boston kiss always. my black ass, dude. So I guess we can touch a little bit briefly on the Flyers. They had the draft lottery on Monday. We did not win. Flyers, had, I think they had about a 6.5% <laughs> chance, so long odds, didn't happen. The, the fucking Blackhawks won, which is the worst team to have won. I think uh, pretty much anyone who's not a Blackhawks fan wanted, that was the last team that they wanted to win the draft lottery. So they go right from uh, Patrick Kane to Connor Bedard.
1: Yeah, know I've got a couple friends that I think might listen to this that are Blackhawks fans, but uh, sorry, man, that sucks. You know just as well as I do that the Flyers much much more deserved a player like Connor Bedard than you guys did. Um, the Flyers ended up sitting at number seven. At, at, least, they didn't, at least they didn't get
0: pu- moved back, which I, that's probably. what I was afraid
1: of.
2: <laughs> That's still so ass, though. I mean, yeah, they finished with mean, the seven
1: worth re- seventh worst record. They yeah. could have lost a few more games and boosted their chances, or at least you end up with a f- three or four in this draft. You're still walking away with someone decent. Seven, you're kind of on the outskirts and probably not going to get someone great. So,
0: Yeah, you never know. Like, sometimes there's – I mean – Sometimes,
2: but no, you know, never you know. No, they get it. Trust me. No. Y- this no. organization seems it's kind not, of fucked. <laughs> come yeah, on now. Cursed. We could be hoping, whatever, pray, whatever. No, we get some fucking. Bum, going so to come in here and be like, "Oh, here they go! They're going to score one and, goal in their first game." Like, oh be like, "Oh my and, god, this is the fucking guy!" Yeah, he'll be and called then, up five years later, yeah.
0: have three goals. You're going to see yeah. him
2: up in Kensington somewhere, like six years later, just chilling. Like it ain't. It's okay. <laughs> it's all right. You know, it ain't going to happen. This ain't the pick. Number seven in the NHL draft. Ah. Come on, man. You, you we can missed our boat.
1: You can occasionally get a good player from there, but it, it's it's yeah.
2: not. I well, It's like common. after
0: it just kind of becomes a crapshoot after like five or he so. Should have
2: just fucking tank. But Tordy wants to be like, listen, man, this team's got some fight. Um, you know, man, fuck that. Put the bums out there. Put like the young guys out there. Let them get some experience. Don't try to win, but don't look like you're tanking and do what we do best when Philly teams suck: tank.
1: Yeah, I think part of that was Chuck Flesher, too. Like, I think. Ultimately, he couldn't bring himself to really embrace a rebuild. He couldn't say the dreaded R word.
2: Embrace? And, uh, what other signs of the wall do you have to see?
1: Well, yeah. his his entire GMing strategy, his offseason strategy last year, was based around, what did he call it? The aggressive a, retool. Yeah, the aggressive retool. <laughs> the aggressive retool. <laughs> retool. And, and you you, he was just never all in on tanking this year. No. And then even once you got rid of him, at that point it's too late in the year to really just sort of tank and expect to fall to where you need to and yeah it was right there chuck upon us. fletcher really screwed this team over comcast owning the team continues to screw them over fuck out. and i wonder how they effectively rebuild at this point
2: well it ain't gonna be you know it's gonna happen again it's the classic flyers they start off somewhat hot but not too bad they end up beating teams that they got shellacked by last year they get their little meme out where the fucking green reapers like Slicing guys and the thing, and then they go. They play like shit. Someone gets hurt. Then they go on a twenty-game lose streak. I mean, it's just it's what they 20 do. Twenty games.
1: <laughs> it's like they did have a couple what eight game a 10, or ten game losing they streaks. They had a ten game one this
2: year. Hockey just feels like forever that way. But it's just it is what it is. It's kind of what they do. There's no. They have no identity. I mean. We've said this before. They get hung up on the whole, like, we're a tough team. Fuck that shit. We don't know who we are. Yeah. We're just I mean, a bunch of guys playing thing, hockey. I guess the only
0: thing you can look to is that they are changing quite a bit this year in the off season. I don't know if it's going to be for good, but it'll be different. They don't know. It should I mean, free up some cap space. Yeah. I mean, it just remains to be seen, like, is Danny Briere going to be a good GM? He could be. He could not be. I have no idea what to expect from him. Uh, I don't really know what to expect from Keith Jones as the yeah team the presumed president. team president at this the, point. Yeah, I mean it's they're saying it's going to be announced like tomorrow morning or whatever. Um, oh,
1: so it's official.
0: It, more or less, yeah.
1: Okay, yeah. This afternoon, when I was looking, it didn't seem like it was official yet.
0: Yeah, just like an hour ago, it started. Oh wow, okay. More definite.
1: Damn, he's going to go from post game live to president of hockey operations.
2: Yeah, I guess there's so. a chance for all of us, fellas. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we keep we keep talking <laughs> shit on this pod. We'll end keep, up on post game live. If I keep you pit, keep predicting things, saying. you'll be in Vegas. <laughs> I'll
2: be out here. to See you guys. I'll bring you guys with me.
1: But uh, yeah, I think the Flyers continue to go back to the well, man. These these Flyers guys, these yeah. these he's not even a Broad Street bully guy. He's well past that era, but still a guy that's been a part of the organization for so long. It's like, dude, get out of your narrow-minded ass and look somewhere else.
0: Yeah, I and mean, it's like, and I don't know. He might he might do a good job. Danny Rare might do a good job. Who knows? There's no just,
1: precedent for for what they've done well, before. Rivera can't do
2: a good job unless right. you give that man some room like, to run. What, would
0: be, what would be so hard about just hiring a guy from outside just to like show that you're not just going to keep doing the same thing over and over? Right. I don't know.
1: It's Comcast running this team, man. They'll take the easy way out and make the the customers, in this case, the fans suffer.
2: We're stuck in purgatory. You're we're not even, gonna, We're barely we're, in purgatory. We're you, we're, we're, we're on the,
1: the, the outskirts of hell right now. But I'm so yeah. saying
2: that you don't get quite to the top. You don't make the playoffs, but you don't get the good draft picks. You're just stuck in the middle forever. You know, always getting the average guys in the draft. Always picking up these old dudes. You talk about bringing new tools in the tool belt. Doesn't help, but they're all rusty as fuck. They come in, they get hurt in training camp. Half those guys they picked up all got hurt anyway. And it's like, all right, cool, there goes that. And then by yeah. the time they're healthy, there's no young guys to help play with them. So they're just banged up vets playing. By the time we got a good team, Carter Hart's going to be out of here. Like,
1: That's interesting. I wonder if they do trade him. Um, I mean, I guess it depends on what we think of Briere and what Briere wants to do. I feel as though Breer is more likely to embrace just full-on tanking. He didn't... I'm trying to think. He didn't really yeah. say exactly that, but he didn't say he was against a full-on rebuild, right?
0: No, he he's pretty much committed to rebuilding. Just what exactly that's going to mean to them it remains to be seen.
1: I would hope he's down um, with a tank.
0: Yeah, I mean... I've, I've
1: I've For whatever reason, I have a feeling like he's more going to be down for just running this completely in the ground and starting over.
2: Why the fuck not?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much just going to be... Looking at which guys, like age wise, are do you think going to be around by the time the team could be good? And if they're not, then you get rid of them. Who's got a I mean, three year window in age? That's what you got to look at.
1: Hart has that window conceivably, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's also young. a luxury on this team,
0: right? You know, what I mean? and he's also a guy that can prevent them from bottoming out, yeah, right. And, and you, be you really also bad. can I mean, get a well, five year return, really bad, no matter you're like,
2: what, right? You're stuck in a rock and a hard place where like you kind of want to tank, but then if Hart wants to. You know, he's great You can get a, a solid goalie. return for him, right. Yeah, you know, it sucks that way. But then if you let him go, then you really got to commit to the tank game. He can't be half in, half out. But, I, you know, I think other guys, you know, if they're going to let Briere run his show, they got to let him actually run his show then. You can't, like, let Briere be in the position that he is. And then also be like, but you got to keep the Flyers' mind. And, yeah, you're you know, going to have Keith Jones whispering in his yeah, ear. You know, that let shit, Briere dude. do his thing. Give him a year or two. See what he does. You know, eight. Hey, like, Odds are you won't be any further than where you are right now, anyway. Yeah. If you let year do his thing, but let the man wing it, see what he does. He's at least a young guy, finally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think at least have like a different
0: perspective from the the uh, dinosaurs they've had running the team for a while. So it's like I said, it's going to be different. Whether or not that turns out to be good or bad remains to be seen. But I guess we'll have to see. Um, Phillies. Uh, Harper's been back. He's he's looked good. Got his first home run a few games ago.
1: Pulled out the W a, today. Well, that walk, walk today
0: off today. With the, yeah. yeah, with the 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 walk off error, I'll take that every time.
2: those um, look decent. I mean, yeah. arguably one of the more exciting things about the Phillies is the Dollar Dog Night. Wave. The Dollar Dog Night. Yeah, that yeah, man. I mean. We were also distracted <laughs> by the Sixers game. Yeah. Right? <laughs> That looked like it might have been even a bigger disaster
0: than the first time. I mean, or the, the time we were there when yeah, someone there got hit in the head throwing. with a hot dog. Someone said uh, someone threw a, a security guard, got hit in the head with a, with a dog last oh, night. Oh, yeah,
1: I did see that. I, yeah.
0: Yeah, so this could be this could be the end of Dollar Dog Night, but I mean, honestly. It, Gen it was, Z ruined Dollar our, Dog Gen, Night, Yeah, man. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this could be the, the first thing that Gen Z ruined for us, the first. Dollar Dog Night. I, I mean,
2: I it does look <laughs> funny when you're not there, I guess. Like, it's like, I mean, I, I guess oh, it makes sense. It would probably be
1: hilarious if I was there, too.
2: I just, you know, I don't, it's a weird thing. It was funny at the end of the day, like, they,
0: like, won the game last night, too. Yeah. It wasn't even, like, they were just throwing hot dogs on the... It was a great
1: game. Yeah. yeah. Yo, what I will say is, the way Dollar Dog Night is now, you wait too damn long in line for some hot dogs to just throw them at people, man. It's true. I know, right? That's, That's what we said before, right? Yeah, yeah. You can't be waiting in line for a half hour mm-hmm. to pay $4 for four hot dogs. With no kraut? With no onions? Yeah, with n- yeah. no nothing on them. Mine didn't have them. nothing on them. And then you're just going to throw them at people? Mm-hmm. What the hell's the point, man? You're going to ruin Dollar Dog Night for everyone that truly enjoys it. Well, now And would prefer not to wait in a line for 45 minutes for your dumbass to to clog the line up to throw some goddamn hot dogs. But
2: now you're at the game, chilling there. With friends, with the fam, whoever, and you get hit with a hot dog lands in your lap, all nice and wrapped.
1: Oh, I'm definitely eating, you eating it? Yeah, that. Yeah, 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 come on out. As long so, as it's nice you know, and wrapped. There's a plus yeah. and minus. The guy, as, guy that
2: bought it and threw it is an asshole. Yeah. But as long as it's, it's, now that's no, that's no bathroom pizza. You know this ain't bad. that's a, it's pretty, like yeah. a, that's a nice wrapped up dog. Dude, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that was Damn. funny. Spe- speaking of the bathroom pizza, when we got the Sixers game last Friday, I walked in the bathroom and looked around. Made sure I didn't see anyone eating any pizza. They must have heard the podcast. And I made sure to scream out loud, I'm glad none of y'all are eating pizza. Thank you so much. Hell yeah. These guys were all so confused.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't listen to the pod. They don't get it. But, glad we could help some people out. But yeah, I'm here for a free hot dog. But stupid, good Phillies win. Odd win today. I mean, Wheeler, wheel and deal today. Seven innings, seven strikeouts. Only one earned run. Not bad. Uh, You had some good closers. Kimball came in there, looked great. Yeah, apparently he was throwing gas last oh, night. Oh man! Yeah. He, yeah. I think he hit his highest. Uh, You're gonna need those mile guys. Per to step hour. Up
0: with, uh, I don't know how long Alvarado's is gonna be out for, but that's your best relievers.
2: Kimble looked good. I mean, I still don't understand why he's doing the old fucking arm crawl when he's only got 15 seconds because it just it's looks just stupid at this is, point. Man. But you know, it worked. He crushed it today, and you know, great, great vision by Turner. To you know, it was a 0-2 count, worked it out to being walked in extra innings which led to, uh, you know, Harper somewhat getting the job done. You know, had a little chirper out to, to the pitcher who, who got uh, Turner out, but then a crazy-ass to first, which got yeah, what the hell?
1: in. Toronto's like, not a bad team. You can't necessarily They're miss. They're a solid team.
2: You can't fucking miss the guy at first base either on Toronto.
1: Oh, Guerrero? Yeah, I mean, yeah, Black Guerrero Jr., yeah, yeah, that's a husky boy, man.
2: Can't necessarily miss that guy, but it worked out. So I'll take a, I'll take a little sweep. Yeah, two two-game gamer. sweep, head yeah. out to
1: Colorado, where to Colorado this year isn't great, but playing in Coors Field, they always have a home field advantage. Some crazy games have happened there over the years, but feel pretty good about the, where the Phillies stand. You know, the Mets are struggling. the The Marlins and the Nationals are the Marlins and the Nationals. The Braves are about six or seven games out, maybe even eight games out, but... Mm-hmm. Hey, can catch him in the wild card, man. It's early. We're we're not the Cardinals. No, No. the Cardinals are fucked, man.
2: It's early, but I will say, going into extra innings when you have Stott, Turner, and Harper up next with a man on second, I mean, it just feels good. good, I mean, it feels real good. And then you know the guys coming after that are going to be Nick and Schwarber. I mean, you can't.
1: Yo, Nick still raking, man. He's still making plays defensively. He crushed
2: that shit last night. He had a great game.
1: Yeah, he's been killing it.
2: Yeah, he's he's been the man so far, and I think he's been the guy that we we wanted to pick up last year, and you finally see him settling in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marsh again, crushing yeah, Wep it. Brandon's the goat. Yeah, Brandon's yeah. been doing absolutely everything he can to to put us in position to win. So I think that this team is on the up uptake for sure.
1: Yeah, I do think that they're really gonna miss Jose Alvarado, just because the guy's been unhittable mm-hmm. since about the middle of last year. Probably been. If not the bullpen bullpen MVP, the MVP of the team over the course of the last year or so. But uh, like you said, hopefully the Kimbrills of the world, the Gregory Sotos, these guys can step up. It's also encouraging to see that. Nola looked a little better last night. Wheeler looked a little more solid today. Maybe the rotation's starting to figure it out. Ranger Suarez... Mm-hmm. I hmm Think I'm he's supposed soon. to come back real yeah. soon, right? Like within the next now, week I or think. so. Yeah. And you
2: got Matt Painter in the wing too a little bit. They're they're teasing his little potential rise to to the starting lineup. So, you know, it's good to see. And and like you said, Avery, a couple of weeks ago, where just having Harper back in that in that dugout just makes a difference. It looks yeah, intangible. It just looks good, yeah. you know, to have everybody out there.
0: So I think I wanted to move on to a couple uh off topic items. Um First of all, very fun. Just we don't have to talk about this much, but it's just a funny thing to mention is that uh, one of the most uh, high-profile Mets fans in the country, Congressman George Santos, <laughs> has has been hit with, with thirteen charges. I think uh, mm-hmm. uh, wire, 16, fraud, 13 stuck. wire fraud, wire uh, fraud, uh, faking unemployment, un- unemployment fraud, yeah. uh, illegal Umbevilful use of public funds, yeah. all kinds of mm-hmm. all kinds of good Campaign. stuff. Whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, I just remember him wearing that that Mets uniform in his office and going like, let's go Mets, which is not (laughs) the way you do that. It's it's, Mets is one syllable. You don't do the the two-syllable chant. But anyway, that's funny. Another thing he lied about.
2: Yeah, my
1: man looks like such a nerd with his Mets jersey on you posted on our Twitter. I I was just thinking, man... This guy looks like he sits down on the toilet when he pees, man. <laughs> very B. funny,
0: very funny, man. But uh, the real, the real. Uh, we want to get in the the real politics uh, in the city of Philadelphia. The mayor's race is coming up. This will be our last podcast we record before uh, people that? go to vote Tuesday? on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Tuesday the sixteenth, they'll be casting their votes in the primary. But of course, we know that the whoever wins the Democratic primary is. Pretty much a in. Yeah. Yeah, there's not gonna be a Republican mayor. Um, so I don't know, would you, uh before we get into the uh into the candidates, you guys have any funny like any mayor related uh any any Philly mayor stories
2: that you like? I mean or I don't <laughs> <things>? <laughs> I, I don't have any like super funny ones. I haven't really met a whole lot of mayors that way. I met Nutter before, I met Kenny here and there, but when I was a kid, so in the in Northeast Philly, going down Rodney Sun Ave, shout out, Longcrest slash Little Alney up in there, um, we have a 4th of July parade, and when um, Ed Rendell was mayor and governor, he would always make a point to come up to our 4th of July parades, which was always nice to do, you know, show a little shootout to all the uh, the parades going down that weekend, but... We have one of the oldest parades in the country for 4th of July, and um, Ed Rendell showed up, and I was a little kid, and my mom made a point to bring me up over to him because I was a little, you know, happy kid, as I am still now, and <laughs> Ed Rendell gave me a little flag, and, you know, that was pretty cool. He was, you know, probably said some nice things, but I was little and just like, I don't know who the hell this guy is, but it was cool, but hmm. um, yeah, that was, a, that was a pretty cool moment, and you know, I always liked Ed Rendell. He's like a little old man right now, and a little, little goofy for sure, yeah. but... I'll always hate like that guy.
0: I love the uh, the John Street story of him camping out for an iPhone <laughs> when the iPhone first came out. He was had a lawn chair outside the uh, the, the Apple store, and I guess in Center City or whatever. Arnold Walnut. Right, and there was there was just this great article. I guess it was probably in like the Inquirer or something. It just started out with like, uh, "Residents furious as the you know as the the homicide rate continues to climb." <laughs> uh, Mayor Street's found camping outside for. <laughs> His first shot the iPhone. It's so great because he could have easily just sent like an intern or someone to do that for him or like anybody. I don't know. But um, yeah, it's where you know, if it's you want to right, get something right, if you want to get something done right, you got to do it by yourself. Sometimes you got to stand in that Apple uh, I mean, that iPhone mayor, line. I'm glad the mayor iPhone line was
2: on the shit, though. You can't be rocking around with no Nokia flip phone anymore. You got to get that iPhone yeah. as the mayor. You got to get, get that technology, yeah, man. You got to
0: have, Yo, have the, the real shit.
1: Mayor Street Mary. was down with the Cherry Hill Mall. Yo, know, I remember one time I was there with my dad when I was a kid, and we just happened to run into him. My dad was kind of starstruck and tried to talk to Mayor Street. He wasn't having none of that, man. He looked at <laughs> I don't us. I think he's a friendly guy. He waved and just kept it yeah, moving. It was, my dad like tried a... to follow him. He ignored us. But uh, that's not my favorite Mayor story. I think my favorite Mayor story is probably a more recent one <laughs> of uh, Mayor Kenny, man. I guess this was uh, after. One of the many shoot, unfortunate shootings in our, in our city. Shouldn't ridicule really that. But my man straight up saying on TV, Yeah, this is awful. I can't wait till I don't have to deal with this anymore. <laughs> Most then,
0: relatable thing politician has ever <laughs> said. Yeah. This, That's what I'm saying. This job he's, he's a real yeah.
1: person, man. I can't wait to go I respect this that part show. of it. Yeah. And then, of course, he had all the.
2: Uh, I mean, the, he I had, had a shitty ass of, fucking run. I'm not going to lie.
1: The best way to say this, the the Columbus statue protectors storming his girlfriend's house. The
2: Meatball Mafia, <laughs> baby. just
1: uh yeah, the gravy seals. I was trying to be polite, but uh, whatever, we'll throw manners out the window here. But the gravy seals going down to his girlfriend's house and just protesting. My man wasn't even
2: there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damn. I mean, not for nothing, too, Mayor Nutter. I mean, uh, Mayor Kenny, what a, I'm not going to lie, recent years of mayorship in Philadelphia he probably got the shittiest end of the mm-hmm. stick of anybody between COVID you had protests you had 76 flooded you had fucking you know shootings where he was just exhausted with it like the guy literally he, no one's built for that shit all that in yeah. one year he couldn't like everywhere he looked it was like cool 76 somehow was flooded to the fucking brain. people are kayaking right yeah, now that was bothers, man <laughs> i remember on, i walked man. to see that Died yeah the covid nothing he did was right i mean the guy yeah uh, rough time he needs to be hit. It's what okay
0: but so i thought uh you know well you know this podcast we're not going to have any kind of like official endorsement or anything but what i wanted to do is to uh to, you know help our listeners if they're confused about this race and want to get some more information to try to put it in terms that, uh, you know, sports fans will understand. So I thought I would go through the remaining major candidates and kind of uh, put them in terms of which uh, sports team they are most like, Hmm. and then people can kind of decide from there. So, um, So first up, Alan Dome. Uh, I mean, this is a guy who kind of tries to present himself as sort of like an everyman, you know. He, uh, he's he got those commercials where he's driving around town complaining about potholes. He's very close to the steering wheel. Um, you know, he's a guy who would uh, really likes to get photographed with guys in hard hats, that kind of <laughs> thing. Uh, really, like, tries to give this uh, uh, wh- uh, blue-collar aesthetic or whatever. But... Everyone knows that Alan Dome, the condo king, is very independently wealthy. He's been uh, you know, using a lot of his own money to run his campaign. So kind of uh, you know, has this sort of like, you know, little bit of like a fake everyman aesthetic thing going, which is why Alan Dome is the Boston Red Sox. Ooh, I like that. Okay. I
1: like that. I thought you were going with Philly teams specifically. <laughs> I'm, but, uh, no, actually okay. no Philly teams. Uh, okay.
2: He'd be like so, a Michelob Ultra right there. Think, yeah, you know yeah, I mean?
1: think that that's accurate.
0: And then, so moving on to uh, Jeff Brown, um, the uh, the grocery store guy, young man, perhaps the most uh, fascist like. Yeah, he <laughs> loves yeah, like, he loves the police. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't want to like editorialize too much, but it's like if there's one guy who's like the closest to Hitler, it'd probably be Jeff. Brown. <laughs> Damn! But look, here's the thing. You know, he's got. Uh, you know, he's the grocery store guy. He's like, you know, we all go to the grocery store. Sometimes you meet some some friends. Uh, he runs with some people at the grocery store. It's uh, he's kind of um, you know got this uh, veneer, this facade, of, if you will, of uh, this quaint Americana <laughs> sort of thing going. But if you scratch beneath the surface, there is a there's a dark authoritarian, sinister current. Which is why Jeff Brown is the St. Louis Cardinals. Ooh. Ooh. Throwing
1: it back. That is a good one. Yeah. Okay.
0: Moving on to former Councilwoman Helen Gim. Hmm. The, uh The darling of the progressive movement in uh, Philadelphia. Favorite of uh, activists and people like that. Uh, a Visionary progressive type. Big ideas. All of that sort of thing. Um, you know, really wanted to Push the city forward in a new direction and all that kind of thing. However, <laughs> we all know that once she gets in, there's you know you have the budget constraints, you have the bureaucratic red tape, you have people you gotta please. Likely a lot of things that she wants to do is probably not going to happen. And her and while and while she has a a very uh, ferocious and dedicated and passionate fan base, they will likely be crushingly and bitterly disappointed year after year after year, which is why Helen Kim is the Toronto Maple Leafs.
1: Oh. Hmm, I didn't think you were going to go there with that one. <laughs> I was
2: one. thinking more Philly team, not going to lie. I was building up that way. Uh, Slightly. Yeah. With the build well, up, but you know what I mean?
0: Well, they won last night, so I can't. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, well,
1: she's not going to let that arena be built in, uh, uh, what do you call true, it? True, we don't true. need to get into that, though. true. true.
0: Uh, Rebecca Reinhardt. This was a tough one cuz what what even is Rebecca Reinhardt? Man. Uh sort of the former controller of the city, the uh you know, auditor, what if you will. Um uh, very sort of uh technocratic philosophy to government. Uh uh a
1: punching the numbers type of person. With all due respect, she's mayo on white bread, in my opinion. Yeah, well, boring, she's the- man. You saw that like exactly.
2: commercial. The, she said, uh, "Let's get to work, guys." She's the,
0: <laughs> the she's the candidate for nerds. Let's say to put it to put it mildly, uh, she has a uh, very formulaic view of how to do things. It's very much a uh, you know we have these policy ideas, and if you just put in the right numbers and then we'll just spit out the policy, and it can solve just about anything you can, just with hard uh, hard raw data, you know? Ugh. Which is why Rebecca Reinhardt is the Denver Nuggets. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. That's,
1: that's a great. good one. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah, I was kind of leaning more, t- more towards New England Patriots for her, just the plain white bread aspect, but uh, Denver Nuggets, Vorps and Schnorps, and all that good stuff, Yeah, that, that's, that's very they're spot gonna, on. Yeah, they're going to... Mm-hmm. They're going to warp those the...
0: potholes They're going to they're going to get rid of all the gun crime with uh, you know with, Stats, with Raptor data and uh, and LeBron LeBron yes that's exactly that's <laughs> what they're going to be looking at. Uh, and then finally we have a uh, formal councilwoman uh, Sherelle Parker, um, kind of the uh, the machine Democrat candidate. That's this is the person that uh, Kenny revealed that he voted for. Um, Though you know, would be many who uh, are supporting her would say that she'll she would be the first woman mayor. She'd be the first black woman mayor. Um, you know, uh, it, it, but it's the kind of thing where you're you know maybe people are getting their hopes up that you're kind of putting a new coat of paint on things. But at the end of the day, it's it's still the same uh, oh, corruption. <laughs> it's still it's still the same sort of corruption. The same problems are going to persist. It's the status quo. Nothing, nothing, nothing new is gonna gonna change. No matter, no matter what you change on the outside, right? So that's why Sheryl Parker is the Washington Commanders. Oh, oh
1: damn. shit, that's a good one. <laughs> that that's kind of yeah. disrespectful, but I I don't disagree with you.
2: Mhm. I like that a so lot. So there you go,
0: folks. Uh, your choices are the Boston Red Sox, the St. Louis Cardinals, the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Denver Nuggets, or the Washington Commanders. Which one of those teams would you like to be? Running our beloved city.
2: I got it. Well, I'm not going to say anything while we're live and hot right now. Yeah, that's tough, man. But there's a lot of good options in there. I,
1: I plead the fifth on that one. That's mm-hmm. tough.
2: <laughs> Once you lay it out that way, it makes more sense. I got to go do some thinking. I got to go take a shit real quick. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely yeah, that's definitely
0: a, a number two contemplation.
1: Yeah, I don't, th- of- I don't think I have a good answer. when. Once I have a sports analogy like that, like, granted, I already kind of know the candidates, but having a sports analogy like that.
2: That was perfect. Perfectly well done.
1: Yeah. I'm discouraged uh, now. (laughs) You thought there was a good option. You're like, I don't know. I mean, in any
2: any mayoral race in Philly, it's just like, you know, you're going to get a shit ton of Democratic candidates. Something's going to float to the top and nothing ever changes. I mean, you yeah. know, he gets someone come out with some good takes here and there. They're like, I'm going to do this and that. Potholes, crime, education, jobs, 95. And nothing gets done. It's the same thing. Like, well, I like to
1: That's why you should run for mayor. You keep going steady with these predictions and just nailing everything. Let me Predicting see if, the future, man.
2: I got to see if I can get out of the second round first. If we can't get out of the second round, then, yeah, can, then that run is over. But it's been a good run so far. I'll take that. I'll take the first run I got. Yeah,
0: well, I guess that'll just about do it for us here tonight. Oh, one thing, uh, new <laughs> development: we have an email address. So if you guys want to, uh, you want to send us an email. Maybe one of these days we'll read some emails on the show. I don't know. I don't know how questions, many people are going to questions, hot takes, questions, hot takes, comments, death threats, come whatever the, you want. Come
1: the middle of the summer once basketball season, hockey season are over, and football season started. We're going to need some content. We'll rely on our thousands of listeners to to provide us with some content Uh,
2: jim garner
0: yeah just uh yeah jim garner yeah we're gonna get jim (laughs) garner on gotta get his email address (laughs) get him on here but um yeah so it's it is uh citywidepod at gmail.com again that's citywidepod at gmail.com uh yeah send us an email send us um you know whatever you want Nothing, nothing, nothing lewd or uh, that could get us in trouble. You know, nothing, nothing that the FBI is going to be contacting us. <laughs> That's all we ask. But Don't anything else, go for it. <laughs> um, all right, that just about does it for us uh, from all of us here at the Citywide. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, peace. See you guys.